longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Whatever situation you are in, whoever you are, no matter what you've been through, you are always ready for success. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, where a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of success. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We are excited to announce that Be The Star You Are has just been honored as a top nonprofit for the seventh consecutive year. Congratulations to all of the volunteers and supporters because you are responsible for making BTSYA first class. So in this segment, we'll be reading a chapter, The Gift of Success, by Dr. Bernie Siegel, a New York Times bestselling author and founder of Exceptional Cancer Patients, from the book Be The Star You Are Teens for Teens by Cynthia Bryan. All right, so here it is. One young man said to me, my father ruined my life when I was 21. He gave me a million dollars and told me I had to be a success. What would his father have said if he started a charity with the money? What is success anyway? I have witnessed the suffering of many children of millionaires whose parents give them money to use to make more money to become a success. These parents are giving their children mottos to die by and not really to live by. What is your definition of success? If it is a big estate, a fancy car, and lots of dollars in your pockets, you will never be happy or successful. When speaking to a group of young business owners who were millionaires, I asked, is life fair? They yelled no louder than any group I have ever spoken to and didn't feel any more successful. A very sad young man was in therapy because he was devastated that he was not a success according to his standards. One day, a light bulb went on and he exclaimed, when you are a success, you are not happy, but when you are happy, you are a success. Bingo happiness is success, not the other way around. When we help others, it makes us happy. Decide how you want to serve the world and then go do it. You'll be living your life and accomplishing what we are all here to accomplish in our lifetime. And when you enjoy serving in your way, Monday morning will not be a threat to your health and you will never feel like you are working. Because it is only work if there is someplace else you'd rather be. Accept the fact that you are mortal and don't waste your time doing what you do not want to do. Learn to say no to the world and yes to yourself. When I was a child, my parents taught me that being happy was being successful. When the decision was to be made, there was only one way to decide. Do what will make you feel happy. When troubles and difficulties occurred, which are inevitable, I hear, God is redirecting you. Something good will come out of this. And when material things and finances were involved, my parents would say, money is to make life easier for people. 
I came from a minority group. I was loved by my parents, studied diligently, and got along with God. Understand that a perfect world is a magic trick and not a creation. What makes our love and actions meaningful is the fact that we have a choice. Life is simply a school to live, laugh, and learn. There are no mistakes, just lessons to be learned. We were meant to be human beings and not human doings. Success is not determined by the money in your bank account, but by the love in your heart. Alright, so now we've got an exercise to kind of look at your success and what success really is, and it's called the success meter. So basically, make a list of all the simple things you are capable of doing and grateful for. Tying your shoes, making a bed, tossing a salad, mowing the lawn, babysitting, etc. Then make a list of all your positive actions and qualities. Helping a friend, upbeat personality, caring heart. Every day, add at least three items to your list and keep rehearsing until you do feel confident. Never think of yourself as a failure. Then pat yourself on the back, smile, and revel in your success. And we've got a quote from our own BTSYA founder and author of the teen book that we're reading from. Uh, Happiness is success. A successful life is your choice. And this is from Cynthia Bryan. So I feel like this exercise is really like a great thing to do um, when you're feeling down, you know, like when you've gotten a bad grade in school or mm-hmm. when you haven't made like, yeah, you know, like that job interview, you yeah. didn't get the job, you know. And I feel like success really overall is determined by your small successes and they just kind of like build up and form. So this is really a great exercise to kind of realize how successful you really are, even when society might label you as a failure or you might think of yourself as a failure. And in reality, you're not because there's no such thing as a total failure. You're always going to be successful in these small things. And that's the great thing about real and true success. I I definitely agree with that. And you know what struck me earlier was when we were reading is Mm -hmm. you're unhappy and you're unsuccessful if you feel like you'd rather be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that kind of struck thought inside my head, you know, with the, with the daycare that I do uh, work at, you know, um, there are times where I was like, I wish I was just not here right now. And I think back and realize, and in that moment, I'll realize, you know what, these kids make me happy, the people that I work with are awesome, and I love working with these children, and they just make my day sometimes, and I, I use, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great, um, yeah, it's great to be there with those kids, they're so sweet and loving, um, but then I realize, you know, that outweighs the fact that I'm tired, um, I'm exhausted, even my body hurts, and there are times when I just would like a day off. But, you know, being there and helping these kids, giving love to these kids, and being friends with the people that I work with, it totally outlays the fact that I'm tired or I just would not like to work today. So if you are doing something that you love and doing something that you enjoy, you know, I, I think that's another definition of, of success is that you're doing something that makes you happy. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I... um I'm a high school student, so I'm kind of deciding where I'm going to take my life right now. And College. To, uh, <laughs> I'm so stressed. But, like, I, I talked to my dad um, one morning before school, and I really like history, and I really like just humanities. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll go into that field. He was talking to me about, like, monetary success and, like, finance, being financially stable and how... You know, he was like, you want to be a computer engineer when you get out of college, you'll earn a lot of money. And I was wondering, like, is that really what makes me happy? You know, like, Mm -hmm. do I want to go into computer engineering? And I feel like that's, yeah, you know, it's like a big 
struggle for a lot of kids. I feel like especially um, I'm the I'm the child of immigrant parents, so you know they just they just want you to be financially stable because they know how hard life can be without. Yeah, they know what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, like the extra money, and so. You know, a lot of immigrant parents really push their kids to be successful, quote, quote, in the way that society sees people as successful. Yeah. Right? You know, you've got fancy cars, a lot of money. Uh, you know where your next bi- the money for your next bill is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like it's just society has put that pressure on millennials and even, you know, before that, that the pressure to be successful in a way that not a lot of people actually believe is success is really something that society kind of puts upon us and I don't know if that's that's honestly like the best way to go about success and being happy you know is I don't know like money Mm -hmm. it's pretty true that you know we come out of high school we come out of college and we're thinking oh man now I gotta get a job now I gotta make sure I can support myself um and it's actually pretty hard right now you know I for right now I'm with my parents you know because schooling is so Mm -hmm. expensive Housing is just yeah, beyond yeah. expensive here in Colorado. Dude. And um, I'm thinking, like, would I have to move out of state to be able to find a place to live on my own, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I love traveling, so that would be a success on that part, you know, mm-hmm. being somewhere new that you've never been before. Yeah. And um, I have a dream of being um, a writer or putting out editorials for a couple famous magazines, you know, for women's magazines. I think that would yeah. be really fun. And if I were to go around and travel and experience new things and find something that makes me happy, that's a huge success. But I do agree with you how you said that, Mm -hmm. you know, for millennials or people with our generation or our age, it's a huge responsibility and weight on our shoulders to find something that we love doing and will make us happy. But at the same time, it's going to support us and give us money to be able to actually live in society. It's really hard because we have to find something that's going to support us. But Mm -hmm. does it equally make us as happy? So that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah, there's, I feel like it's, oh man, you know so like few people who actually find that balance where mm-hmm. you earn a lot and then you like your job. It's mm-hmm. usually like, oh, I'm a doctor, but like, I don't, I don't really like it. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, it's it's, like, it kind of sucks when you find that though, but it's also yeah. a relief when you do find people who are doing something that they love and they also make a lot of money. It's like, all right, well, now i got to figure out what you're doing <laughs> so I can make that happen in my life. <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> like, uh, especially, I feel like college and like high school, it's, it's funny how they, you know, make you determine your entire life path when you're like oh, a my teenager. God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, I can't even you know, tell you right now. I'm changing <laughs> I'm changing my degree right now because the one I had before, I wasn't enjoying it. So I'm like, okay, well, I hope this yeah. one. I hope this one goes well because if not, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, it's going to go well. Don't worry. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, I have I have so many friends who are like, you know, we talk about it. We're like, what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. What's the big question go? in life? Yeah, you know. <laughs> what are we going to do? What do we do? Then, you know, we, we can't. So for me personally, at like 16, you can't, you can't vote, you can't mm-hmm. like go out and do anything, but you do mm-hmm. have to decide what you're going to be in life, so let's have fun with that. Years. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Man. Oh, Thanks, man. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, though, but I think, you know, like in the quote we had in the beginning of the show, while we were introducing everything, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter your situation at the moment, you know, it's it's definitely time for success. You know, do what you can to make you happy and do what you can to, to make your life better for yourself, you know. Do it to impress yourself, not others. 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. And like, I, I, I talked to a friend of mine the other day and she was like, you know, it's, she doesn't know what she's going to do and she's stressing out. And I feel like if you just like chill, go along with the flow, you should be okay. And it should be nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Asia, for this awesome discussion about success and what it means to really be successful. And I really love these conversations that we have about all our like cool, wonderful themes. And it's just, it's <laughs> really fun. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, so during the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on success with Margaret Ann Limbo, author of The Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibrational Healing and Color Your Life with Crystals. And she also has nine spoken audio CDs. So stay tuned. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. In this segment, we'll be continuing with our theme of success. Um, today, we have with us Margaret Ann Lembo, who is here today to talk about her three new publications, The Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibrational Healing, The Archangels and Gemstone Guardians Cards, and Cord Cutting, Releasing the Energetic Ties of the Past. She is the author of Award-Winning Chakra Awakening, The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones, The Angels and the Gemstone Guardian Cards, and Color Your Life with Crystals and Nine Spoken Audio CDs. She is the creator of a line of award-winning aroma energetic sprays, including Smudging Spray and the Seven Chakra Sprays, she is a spiritual entrepreneur and practitioner, aromatherapist, and the owner of the Crystal Garden, which is a bookstore, gift store, and spiritual center in in Southeast Florida. And we are excited to have her on the show. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Asia. Hi, Brigitte. How are you? We are fantastic, and yes. we are so happy to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to visiting with you. 
So you have uh, a metaphysical shop called the Crystal Garden, and many of your previous books have focused on crystals, such as the Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones. What inspired you to, you to instead focus on aromatherapy in your new book, The Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibration Healing? Well, because over the years I've been working with essential oils as much as I have been working with gemstones. Mm -hmm. So it felt like it was time to share what I've accumulated as far as knowledge and wisdom and also to make one publication that had everything in it. I think I was able to accomplish that. Instead of having to look up things in a number of books, you can find a compiled (laughs) book. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and like I feel like I feel like it's really neat that there is this type of healing. And to be honest, I'm gonna confess that I don't really know how aromatherapy works. Although I've seen like little hotel sets of like sprays that can calm you down. <laughs> so how exactly does aromatherapy actually work? Well, aromatherapy is the use of essential oils, and it works through our olfactory nerve that goes and brings information and rebalances us through the limbic system of our brain so it's it's nice to work with essential oils because it smells really good and (laughs) and it's very effective so it can immediate you can find immediate results you know wow that's pretty incredible i feel Uh, like Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. It, oh, I was going to say, well, it's kind of like having a really nice smelling candle in your room. Yeah, yeah. Me. I love candles. And I, whenever I find like a new candle that smells really good, I buy it. What's <laughs> <you're> saying? <laughs> I have like five candles on top of my dresser. So with the aromatherapy, it's really cool how this works. But can anyone use it or, or are there limitations? I think that everybody can use it. I think we need to pay attention on how much we're using it and what we're using. So it's important to read or research and make sure that if you're using an essential oil, it's okay for you and your physical body because everybody has something a little different. So under certain age, you shouldn't use certain oils or if someone has high blood pressure or low blood pressure, we'd have to pay attention to which essential oils they were using. So it's always the the rule of thumb is look it up and make sure there's no contraindications or issues with using certain oils. That That makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. To like, I feel like maybe like each different set of oils is like situated for like a certain person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so like, I know like generally, I know of course we have like candles and stuff and like Mm -hmm. incense, maybe that kind of thing. And then essential oils are really good for you as a person. But uh, what are a few examples of how to use essential oils for like everyday situations? Mm-hmm. Well, so let's say let's say you're finding yourself that you're you're starting to notice you feel like you're getting a cold, mm-hmm. and you want to try to make yourself not get the cold, right? Don't, don't we yeah. have that? Like, oh. <laughs> oh yes, like oh, like, I'm getting the sniffles. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Or maybe your throat is scratchy. Mm. So uh, what I would do is I would take um, the essential oil Ravensara or I would use eucalyptus. Those two are really good for that. Even sweet marjoram. So then let's say you chose one of those three. You take it and put one drop in the palm of your hand, rub it together and take deep inhalation. Deep inhalation. Just really breathe it in really deeply and fully. And even you can do it without putting it in the palm of your hand. You can just open the bottle and inhale. 
And then the other way that I like to recommend that it's utilized is to put it onto the soles of the feet using a little bit of a lotion or a carrier oil like coconut oil. You know, just put a little bit in lotion or something. And then when you put, put rub it onto the soles of your feet, it goes through your whole entire body. That Yeah, that is true. I, I heard you absorb a lot through the soles of your feet, so they give you... Um, lots of lotions and stuff for that. Mm. But is it okay if you take essential oils internally? No. I would I would please <laughs> ask you, do not. Try to keep yourself from doing that. There's really no reason to do it. Mm-hmm. And there have been, um, you know, some definitely investigations with the FDA shining light on uh, companies that are recommending to use it that way. It's just inhalation and oh. or application to the skin preferably the soles of the feet. Those are the safest ways. And you also want to be sure not to use the same oil for a super long time. You want to avoid prolonged use of an essential oil because these are real, have real chemical components, have a real physiological effect on us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, I have, a, I have a quick question. So I heard from YouTube and the internet, <laughs> which is where we all hear things. <laughs> um, but um, I heard that taking like a spoonful of coconut oil and just like um oh what is the word like rinsing your mouth with it and then spitting it out of course like every day or so somehow like helps your teeth is there anything do you know anything about that i have read i have read the same thing you have and it's also supposed to be Mm -hmm. able so they say that it's like because of its antimicrobial properties it's good Mm -hmm. for your you know the your bacteria in your mouth Supposedly it's supposed to whiten your teeth, but you know, I just can't get myself to put oil in my mouth like Ew. that. It, it kind of grosses me out. How about you? Yeah. I, I've heard that coconut weird. oil has so many healing properties that you should use it for your hair. You should use it for your skin. You should like take a spoonful of coconut oil every day. And I'm just wondering if this is just a craze about coconut oh, oil yeah, yeah. that people are just becoming obsessed with it. So I haven't yet tried anything out yet with coconut oil. But I mean, if, it, if it's good for you, then you might as well. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a different kind of oil than essential oils. But yes, mm-hmm. I've used it in my hair. I find it's very good as a conditioner for my hair. Mm-hmm. Huh. I need to utilize this stuff. <laughs> so like you said, um, oh, you said that um, coconut oil is kind of like a carrier as well uh, versus like an essential oil. Do you know what are the differences between the two? Sure, an essential oil is where you're actually extracting the chemical components from a flower, an, uh, a, a um, root, a plant, a bark, uh, and then that uh, essential oil that's been extracted. Typically, most of the time with mm-hmm. steam distillation, that is actually um, an extraction from, let's say, lemon or from lavender or um, even vetiver, which is a root, those things are going to have a physiological effect on us. A carrier oil is something more like a lotion, like sweet almond oil or, mm-hmm. or an unscented um, you know, hand lotion or even olive oil. Whatever we need to use to um, uh, actually move the oil on the skin, that's how we put it onto our body. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like carrier carries into your body. Yep. Mm -hmm. So another question that I actually was thinking about was, can you use the actual plant that you extract the oils from? 
can you use that to help you instead of using the actual oil? So, like, for example, if we rub lavender between our hands and smell it, uh, we feel more relaxed that way. Is that possible? It is. I definitely think so. I find it very helpful. I love my basil plant. There's different kinds of plants. I, 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 it just has a different effect. One is you're using the actual herb or flower, and the other way is that you're um, smelling the essential oil that comes out of that particular flower. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I also, um, you included animals like plants, zodiac signs, chakras, numerology, uh, number, numerology, <laughs> and divination for each of the like 60 essential oils in this book. Is there like a specific, do they all like mean something? Like, are they, are they all, are the oils like divided into certain, do they represent all of these things? Well, every, um, I didn't divide them up in any way, but what I did do is well, I was trying to give more information that would help a person understand the mm-hmm. energetic vibrancy of a given plant or flower, you know, the essential oil specifically. So oh, when okay. I assigned the numerology to that or the, um, you know, the astrological vibration, that's for those people mm-hmm. who know numerology or who know astrology, and they'll say, Oh, now I understand how, why that is mm-hmm. like that. And the same thing with mm-hmm. animal medicine, you know. If you know about um, the animal totems, mm-hmm. then you would have a better chance of understanding what that essential oil might be like or good for. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like, a, kinda <laughs> like a, a definition in like a different language. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yes. That's, pretty, yes. that's pretty awesome. And then you can kind of decide what you need that day or for that like particular instance or like, which oil oh that's pretty awesome yeah thank, thank you. you for clarifying that <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about animal totems sure animal totems are um where we may have a connection with a certain animal and because of the patterns or habits of that particular animal it becomes like an ally for us so yeah. let's say with owl medicine, you an owl is very quiet and can see in the dark. They have the ability to see what other people can't see or other birds can't see because of that darkness. So as, a, as so, if an animal, or in this case a bird totem, was an uh, owl, then that might help you with being able to read between the lines and see or sense what isn't being clearly stated, but you still get it. You still get the realization. Okay. And how how would we know what our animal totem is? Usually that has to take a little bit of a a journey, a shamanic or drumming journey is a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. And or if you have this opportunity that you notice that you're always seeing the same animal, (laughs) no matter where you look, right? (laughs) That is true. Yeah, I I have a quick question really quick. So um, I used to live live in uh, Vancouver uh, near like... A lot of spirits. Um, my dad uh, went to UBC. My mom went to a university that was close to like totem poles, and so we got really involved in like the local cultures and like the First Nations. And I was told actually that my uh, totem animal is a bear. So do you know what that means? Like, if if I'm like represented by a bear. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's a lot of different definitions depending on what uh, come from place or tribe or teaching. Mm-hmm. With uh, the first thing that comes to mind is bear. It can be symbolic of 
taking time to go inward for inner reflection, like a bear goes into his cave, so to speak, where you can go within and know the truth from within instead of always looking outside for the messages. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. <laughs> that's really like cool. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out because that kind of stuff always fascinates me, you know, when we can find certain things that help us understand our personality more or understand yeah, ourselves yeah. and how we relate to the world. It's really cool to see that kind of stuff. But thank you so much, Margaret. And thank you for all the interesting information you've given us. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but we will definitely bring you back for our next segment. So we're really excited about that. If you guys want to learn more about Margaret, you guys can visit her website at www.margaretannlembo.com and visit her site for more information on her newly published books. Uh, also, make sure to support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Also, remember to visit our new radio site at expressyourselfteamradio.com. When we come back from break, we'll be back with Margaret Ann Lembo, so don't go anywhere. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of success. I'm Adrian Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. We have Margaret with us again. Uh, Margaret Ann Lembo is the author of The Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibrational Health, as well as Color Your Life with Crystals. Margaret has 30 years of experience, uh, sorry, 30 years of experience as an author and preferred speaker and is also a successful entrepreneur. Uh, she owns her own store in Florida called The Crystal Garden. 
She sells aromatherapeutic sprays and crystal kits. We are very excited to welcome her back to the show. And hello, Margaret. Thanks again for staying with us. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been great having you on the show so far. And this segment's going to be awesome. Good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So, so um, oh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, there was one question that I was dying to ask you as a fellow entrepreneur. Where did your entrepreneurial mindset come from? When did you decide that you wanted to uh, own your own store? Well, you know, I was um, trained in business from a young age. I started working with my dad in his construction office back in when I was about 13 years old. And then when I went to school, I went to school for finance. So my college degree was in finance and mortgage banking. And then I was a mortgage banker for 12 years. And I uh, achieved senior VP and then higher upper management. Yeah. So now what I did was because of a stock market crash back in 1987, Mm -hmm. I ended up opening my own store. And I thought I was just opening it until I could get a job in my not normal career, but the mm-hmm. universe had something else in mind for me. So I just applied all my good banking and finance knowledge and experience with my family business to the work I do today. That's really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Wow. It's a great way to get started though. You know, you like pushed back from the crash, the stock market crash and like was able to be really, really successful. And I feel like that's, that's like, Kind of tying it with our theme today, you know, like, it is. <laughs> yeah, you push back from like something that's happened that's not as good and then you become a su- success. Like, I feel like that's amazing. You are an inspiration. That's actually really, really cool. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, oh, so we talked a lot about aromatherapy um, in the last segment. So how about like the crystal part, like the essential guide to crystals, minerals, stones, like what is this about? Like what do crystals tell you about yourself and how did, how do they help you become successful and kind of live a happy life? Well, you know, crystals and gemstones and minerals are simply just tools, just like essential oils. They're just tools. They're reminders to maintain a focus on what we do want instead of what we don't want. And as we um, make uh, and set goals for the future, mm-hmm. in order to achieve those goals, I think we need to have a strong power of positive thought. And uh, I find for me and many people that I know in my world that using a crystal or a gemstone as a reminder and to maintain focus so you don't go all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> using the crystal and they're pretty you know it's nice to yeah. work with them, they're pretty so that's that's how i like to look at working with crystals and gemstones it kind of channels your energy in like a certain direction it's like kind of yes but with the, but with your own intention so let's say yeah, you decided yeah. to have an amethyst on your desk and you you set an intention okay i have that amethyst sitting in there because it's my intention that mm-hmm. i stay focused and i get everything done on my with my work and plenty of time Mm. So every time you look at that crystal, that will be the reminder that you can achieve the goal that you established. That is really cool. So when did you uh, become so passionate about aromatherapeutic healing and uh, gemstones and crystals? Well, I, you know, I, I have to say probably in the 
before I opened the store, I was very involved in working with and playing with crystals and, and aromatherapy, but more mm-hmm. as someone who's collecting them, uh, the, the gemstones or, you know, starting actually to even make my collection of essential oils. Mm-hmm. So before I opened my store, that was part of what I did. But I always, from a young age, was focused on the power of the imagination to create success in your life mm-hmm. and the power of positive thoughts. So then it made natural sense to use the aromatherapy and the uh, gemstones to continue to maintain that focus mm-hmm. for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. We were um, actually earlier in the show, we were talking about how like success is about being happy and like cultivating your interests. So I really, I think it's really neat that uh, you were able to take an interest that you, you know, you had like a hobby that is really neat and you invested a lot of time and, you know, yourself into it. And then you were able to take it in such a direction that you now have books and audio CDs and like your own store that focuses on this interest of yours. And I think that's really awesome. Uh, so I also heard, um, you know, there's, there's like a thing about what is birth, birth, like birthstones, I think birth, uh, gems mm-hmm. where like when you're born in a certain month, it represents who you are. Is there, is there anything actually behind that? Like, is there a particular gemstone for like every single individual person? Well, I think that, you know, I, there is something behind it from the standpoint that historical lore definitely mm-hmm. plays uh, a part in, you know, an archetype in our, belie- in our belief systems. So mm-hmm. when um, there are historical, typical, this gem, you know, like amethyst, I think is February and, and mm-hmm. October maybe is an opal, you know, it, it's just like, it just is a matter of that um, those were established intent- intentions. Now, when you take my, my book, I, I went a little bit further with it because I also know astrology and knowing mm-hmm. astrology mm-hmm. helps with being able to determine the energetics of a, of a given stone. Like I matched it up that way. So if like, say a stone was really good for communication, then I would look to Mercury uh, for um, what, mm-hmm. you know, what, what planets are, what I should say, what astrological signs are ruled by Mercury because that has to do with communication. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did I lose you with that astrological reference? No, definitely not. And that's always such a fascinating topic, too. So I think mm-hmm. it's really cool how you connected those kind of things. Yeah, it's really neat. Oh, um, I actually, speaking of astro- astrology, though, um, I, heard, I heard something about, like, NASA saying the stars were, like, actually a month or so off or something like that because of some light year thing or is that is that actually true they said like they said like all the star signs were like one off or something i hope it's not true because i really I, like i'm an I, aries no, <laughs> i like being I, aries <laughs> i don't know about that that's a good question i i think i remember hearing something about that a while back like quite a while ago but i never heard anything more and all of my astrologer friends, I haven't heard them talk about it. If it was an issue, I'm sure I'd hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's good. That's good. I, I feel like um, personally, like the my star sign really defines who I am. So it'd be kind of like a little bit disorienting if like I got switched around somehow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Margaret, you actually talked about amethyst and the month of February and how that's really the birthstone of February. And uh, we were then talking about astrology. So does that mean that Aquarius and Pisces 
uh, is related to amethyst. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think it is because, you know, um, amethyst is quite an Aquarian vibration. Aquarian age is, you know, being awakening of consciousness and, and mm. being a little bit more open-minded to other universal principles. So it makes total sense uh, that amethyst would be representative of that. I've noticed whenever I'm at trade shows for conscious living or these expos that are focused on consciousness, there's a lot of purple clothes being worn. You know, like <laughs> so yeah, I think that it's all related. You know, each of the chakras each have a color associated with them. And then that color also relates when we're talking about crystals. It relates when you're talking about astrology. I mean, everything is interrelated and we could go so deep into understanding the meaning of something by just delving a little bit further and looking at it from different angles. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Interesting. So like, you, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was actually going to ask a question about the books that you've recently published and you have different uh, titles for them and they relate to aromatherapy, they related to crystals and healing. What do you want people to take away from your books? What was your intention? Well, of all of my books, I will say that um, overall, I want to take what people to take away, that it's uh, safe to be powerful and to step into one's personal self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I would say that it has to do with maintaining a focus on love. Mm-hmm. And then with this last book, The uh, Essential Guide to Aromatherapy and Vibrational Healing, I would like people to take away that there is, there's always hope and there's always hope. So whether mm-hmm. you're using an essential oil for the purpose of mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual uses that you have, that assistance. And in the book, I also go into Bach flower essences and how to work with those flower essences to hear mental and emotional challenges. So the takeaway would be that there's always another way of going about healing oneself on all levels. Okay. And I feel like, I feel like there, that message is there where it's like, you know, this book is here to help or these books are here to aid you kind of in, helping yourself recover from what you've been dealing with or like helping yourself be healthier and feel yourself. So I, I feel like that really also leads to how happy a person is. And I personally define success through like how happy you really are. Like how, how do you define success? Like do you have your own motto that you live by for success or like how, what does success mean to you? You know, that's a really good question. I don't have a motto for success. I, I just, I believe that uh, happiness, being happy, but also feeling like you're fulfilling a life purpose is, uh, is a, uh, I feel successful mm-hmm. when I feel like I've helped other people. And that's part of my personal soul contract to, to help as many people as possible be happier. So I think it's an individual thing for everyone. Do you too mm-hmm. think that it's individual? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That was, that was so profound. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, for some people, it's really getting out there and, like, helping everybody. And then for some people, it's, like, seeing themselves, you know, like, putting themselves together as a person and mm-hmm. really finding their own happiness. And that can be, you know, that can be helping others. That can be, like, maybe making art and bringing, you know, a sense of, like, communication to the world. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of ways you can find success. And I definitely feel like that's, you know, helping people is really one of the strongest ones out there. 
I would definitely agree with that one. And it's interesting how you said that it's it's for a different people have their own versions of success and I think that success comes from reaching your goals as a person you know if you have certain goals that you have uh, set for yourself and you reach them that is definitely a, a huge feeling of success that you bring to yourself I agree with you that's a good point mm-hmm. now um, we <laughs> I was actually thinking of this earlier you have uh, CDs that you have created and it's spoken audio and you talk to people about everything that you do. Where, uh, where did you get the inspiration to create these audio CDs? Well, actually, my customer, uh, I've had a, a number of customers years ago. They come into my, to my events or my store and they, they, you know, they <laughs> want to take home some of what were they experienced in a workshop. This is years and years ago, back when we were still using cassette tapes. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> rewind, rewind. And they're like, oh, did you record it? I want a tape of you doing that. And it's like, I don't know. So over time, I eventually, I came across a house, someone who knew how to do recording. And now it's very easy. I can find recording studios. But yeah, the first seven CDs I self-published. And then the last two CDs were published by one of the publishing houses that publishes my work. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. And it's very helpful. To, it's a way for people to take and do the work on their own time in their own space, you know? That is definitely true. And I think that's become a huge thing now where people are taking what they've learned from their successes or failures and they are putting it on YouTube, they're putting it on um, Facebook as a page or they're creating CDs and tapes like this for people to listen to and use, which I think is a great way to share all of our successes with other people to help other people um, reach their goals, which is another way of feeling successful is helping people. But yeah. But Margaret, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And I will I hope that we get to have you on the show again. If you guys want to check out Margaret's website and um, find out some more, you can go to margaretannlumbo.com for more information about her business and her books that she has just published. Again, that's margaretannlumbo.com. So and during the break, don't be um, don't forget to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Giap. Don't forget to check out our newly refurbished website. We think we'll love it. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation. Stay with us for more empowerment and entertainment on the inspiring gift of success. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of success. And with us today is our very own co-host, Brigitte, with the new segment of Art Attack in Relation to Success. Woo-hoo. Hey, guys. It's Brigitte, of course. <laughs> and today we'll be discussing what it really means to be a success as an artist. So there are a lot of different types of success, whether you're an artist or not. You know, a person can be financially, mentally, or physically successful, or all three, although the last one is a little bit hard to achieve. Although you can do it, everyone can. And, <laughs> <laughs> and your level of success is kind of based around your own standards of success. So if I'm, you know, if my goal today is to go out and find a nice restaurant and eat, and I'm successful in that goal, then I am successful. And if a millionaire comes in and says, well, I'm better than you because I own my own restaurant, that doesn't make me any less successful, any more than it makes him more successful. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of an individual thing. Success is, it's not, it's not something huge or general. Although I feel like there is one big general goal of being successful that really defines us as human beings, which is trying to find happiness between the ages of like zero and a hundred, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to be here and you want to be as happy as possible with the time that you have. And so the stereotype really about being an artist is that they aren't successful because today in today's society, uh, as we talked about way early in the, in the show is our society today, we define success as like a monetary thing as being financially stable. And sometimes it can be, you know, it can be pretty tough to focus on traditional art or like a form of art as a source of income because materials are expensive. You can't, it's harder to get your works out to the audience in this day and age. And people nowadays advise artists or like art majors to get day jobs, to pursue art as a hobby instead of a career. And in fact, like, I feel like any, any visual or performing art, people nowadays are like, oh, you want to be an actor or like a theater major? You better get a side job. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if you're after monetary success, if you, if you think that money can make you happier or like feel better about yourself in this life, then that's perfectly fine. That's your way of gaining happiness. And you can agree with the general public and the stereotype. But I feel like for most, if not all, artists, success isn't, like, monetary. It's not about being financially stable. And it may seem kind of cliche, but, like, an artist's success is really being happy with, like, what they're creating and how they're creating it. And success is really about being happy with yourself, what you're doing, and what you've accomplished. And, like, if that's... if that. If what if, if money represents you know being happy with yourself and what you're doing, then that's fine. You know that's that's a goal you've set for yourself, and you can be successful in that regard. But like, I feel like being an artist and um, being really happy with yourself is communicating your emotions and your ideas out to the general audience and to posterity through art. 
And so while there's no denying that it's not easy to make it out in this world without money, taking a job you dislike just to pay the bills is not exactly a great way to live your life. And your success is not defined by going to a high school reunion 10 years from now and driving a fancy car, you know, or like an Audi convertible. Like, that's not, it, it may be kind of like what society deems to be a concrete way of showing your, like, success, but it's not exactly what most artists envision when they think about success. And it's Especially not, one of the big fear in my life is going to a high school reunion and not being yeah. able to show, you know, hey guys, <laughs> this is what I've done. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that huge stereotype. I feel like whenever mm-hmm. I think of success, you know, I think of coming back and being like, wow, look at me. I, I'm so good now and I'm, uh-huh. you know, I'm financially stable. And that's not exactly what defines everything, right? And like... If your goal is really to enjoy the art that you create, then you can be successful no matter how much money you make. And if you want to get your art out there, you know, in the public eye, and you're able to succeed in that and get your works displayed in a gallery or museum exhibit, then you're definitely successful. Like, even if the museum or the gallery doesn't pay you money or you don't get any, like, financial compensation. And if you're even, like, simply interested in just improving your skills as an artist, And, like, you have, for example, you're painting a piece, and it doesn't look that good, but you want it to look good, so then you work hard to make it look good, then you're still a success. It may be, like, a small success, but that doesn't detract in any way from, like, the significance of the success, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so I feel like one trend also, um, returning back to more of, like, an artistic focus, one trend that's been exhibited throughout the history of art is posthumous success, and, like, To be honest, it kind of frustrates me when I read about people like Mozart or Van Gogh, you know, they were geniuses who went unappreciated in their lifetime and died penniless or unhappy within their short lives. But if we consider the main goal of art to be the ability to communicate emotions and messages through one's work to an audience or to posterity, then these artists were actually kind of the most successful artists and the successful creators of, you know, their time and of all time because their works and their names are household names and they're going to last for, like, all eternity. They're, you know, they're viewed to be the the smartest and the most creative people, you know, that have ever been on this planet. And a lot of these most successful people that we view to be brilliant are artists who, you know, didn't have financial stability within their lifetimes, but their artistic genius and the way they threw out their emotions for an audience were so spectacular that they, you know, they lasted throughout the ages and they're still here with us today, even if they weren't successful in their lifetime or even, you know, if they weren't viewed as geniuses when they were alive. So I think that's just, I think it's really beautiful that artists are viewed that way, even if it is posthumously, you know, there is a lot of success in being an artist, even if you're not financially stable, which is like the core message of the segment <laughs> today. Like money doesn't matter as long as you're happy with what you're doing. And exactly. to a lot of, yeah, to a lot of artists, that's like, that kind of amplifies what they're doing, you know? They don't, they don't care if society is like, oh, you have no money. They just want to go out there and do what they love. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to be an artist is doing something that you love, doing something yeah. that makes you happy. Like with me, my ultimate happiness with art is uh, drawing cars. 
I love drawing cars. It makes me feel so happy and relaxed. And one thing that I would love to do is create something where I can showcase it and, and show people. Because yeah, I yeah. found this one guy who does paintings. And it's really Ooh. cool. You know, Even if you don't make money off of that, it still gives you happiness. And it's yeah. fun. And I think that's the most important thing about art. But sadly, we have no more time. And we wish we could talk more, always. <laughs> but uh, we have to go. So we will see you guys next week. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be successful, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know we didn't invent kid talk we perfected it and at a very young age you're listening to voice america kids